Hi, my love. I hope you're enjoying Manifest Daily, whether this is your second or your 22nd episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with our latest episodes. And if you really love this show, I would appreciate it if you could do me a huge favor by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. It really helps the show grow and reach more listeners like yourself. And like I said, I would be super grateful for you to leave that five-star review. Thank you for being here and for being a part of this amazing and growing podcast community. Now let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Welcome to Manifest Daily. I'm your host, Deandra Nicolette. For years, I played the role of the girl, the woman, the person that I was told I should be until I decided to wake up, step into my power as a co-creator of my reality and own the fact that I am an infinite energetic being living in a human form on this earth. In each episode, I share personal stories, wisdom, and insight related to manifestation, co-creation, the Akashic records, spiritual laws, and so much more. I'll chat with powerful thought leaders that I feel called to invite on the show and share their energy and words with you so that you can take the truths that feel aligned with you. I've spent so much time trying to do things the way that I felt I should have, but girl, (laughs) I am done with that. It's time to return to the person my soul chose to be, and honestly, it's time for you to do the same. Hi, my loves, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have a really, really, really juicy episode. I mean, all the episodes are really juicy on this podcast, but like today, it's a little extra juicy. So I have a guest on the show today, Vanessa Henry. And if you have not heard of her, I don't know what rock you've been living under, but I'm gonna need you to get up from under that rock, baby girl, because it's not cute, okay? But Vanessa is a human design expert and an astrology expert, in my humble opinion, and honestly, like if you follow her work you definitely know that she knows exactly what she's talking about when it comes to human design and when it comes to astrology I have been following her for a couple of months now and I always find myself like participating in her Q&A's and stuff like that whenever she has them on Instagram stories I love all of her posts they're always like really good like they dive into the different parts of human design and she also has an online school called the academy where you can enroll and you can learn all about human design you can learn all about your type all about your authority like all the different things and if you're not sure what I'm talking about right now like I need you to listen to this episode and stay tuned because we dive into exactly what human design is and why it's important for you to actually like understand your type so I have actually been connecting with a bunch of you guys in the dms on instagram and we've been talking about human design I put a couple of y'all onto human design and a couple of y'all actually like put yourself onto human design and actually know that I talk about it a little bit on instagram and on this podcast and we've just been having conversations all about human design, especially those of you guys who are also projectors like myself. So I'm really excited. I've been holding this episode like under my armpit. That's not the saying. I don't know what the saying is. Pause. Hold on. I have not been holding the episode under my armpit because that's not, that's not it. I don't, what is the saying you guys? I've been holding it hostage. Like that sounds very angry and also like really violent. But either way, what I'm trying to say is this episode has been recorded for a minute. I've actually just been sitting on it for a little bit just because I want to find the right moment to put it out or not even that but like I have this content calendar and I was like following the content calendar and then I also had random episodes where hello the whole move happened or like it hasn't happened yet but like the whole 
like I'm moving thing happened and I wanted to like update y'all on that so like a whole bunch of stuff <laughs> that was like planned for February ended up getting pushed back because I was like I gotta I gotta spill the tea on like what's going on with this move so anywho we're like back on track kind of and I wanted to like finally show y'all this episode like put put y'all on to human design put y'all on to Vanessa's work so this is an interview episode it's been a minute since we've had one of these the last one was like three months ago when we had Julia Kelly on the second time on the show and she was talking all about 2020 predictions like astrology and numerology if you haven't listened to that episode and you're into like astrology and you're into numerology you kind of just want to know what the overall vibe is for 2020 and why it's feeling so crazy and like cool for everyone go ahead and check that episode out if you haven't already but yeah like this episode is really really good and I'm super excited for you guys to be here listening to this it is currently Monday and y'all know I hate doing like my edits or like my intro recordings last minute but your girl been busy like when I say busy I mean busy like as y'all know and I think I've spilled all the tea on this already but I'm working you know I'm back at like a nine to five doing a short-term contract for a company that I used to work for I've also been taking on a couple new clients I actually just signed a contract with another new client the other day which is amazing like blessed I'm loving all the abundance I'm loving all the blessings when it comes to opportunities coming my way for freelance work especially because it's so crazy like I think I told you guys this I always have deja vu when I'm talking to y'all because I'd be like yo did I tell them this already because I just I don't even know anymore I feel like I just always have deja vu now hello matrix glitch in the matrix if you know what I'm talking about then you know if you know you know okay but I was talking to Tanya we were talking all about how I said like oh when I move I don't want to take another nine to five or like I'm not no that's not even what I said I literally said I'm not taking another nine to five when I move and lol to the fact that one moving early two all these opportunities are coming my way so that I really honestly can't sustain having a nine to five with all these clients that are coming on my plate like it's just there's not enough time in the day if I want to eat if I want to sleep if I want to go to the gym if I want to actually not be recording and editing my podcast last minute then I need some more time in the day so balancing everything is it's such an act and this month is going to be like probably the most busiest month of the entire year of 2020 for me between all the moving things that I have to get sorted out as well as new clients as well as the nine to five as well as my business and preparing for the launch of the manifest daily membership so there's a lot happening but don't don't you mind me y'all okay just keep up with me on social keep up with me on instagram i will be taking you guys along the entire process of moving i cannot wait i cannot wait to be in the new space and filming some videos for the membership i'm probably going to be doing some igtvs as well and i just want to come on and show you guys my face and chat with you guys a little bit more so oh hold on how do i <laughs> Oh my god, I am so embarrassed, you guys. I never have that happen during my recording, so uh, bear with me. Clearly, we're scattered today. Clearly, we're scattered, and we're doing some stuff, and we're struggling a little bit, but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. So let's just go ahead and dive right into this episode, because this intro has been long enough, and we've already had a couple of little interruptions, but I want you guys to hear this amazing episode with Vanessa, and I will link all of her information down in the show notes if you're interested, again, in checking her out on Instagram, following her work, or even interested in joining her online school, the Academy, all of that information will be down in the show notes. And thank you guys again for being here. And I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and enjoy this episode. I want you to close your eyes and imagine what it feels like to commit to your growth, invest in your expansion, and go from settling for the life you have to creating the one you truly deserve. This fall, 
the Manifest Daily membership launches. As a member, not only will you receive access to online courses, virtual events, and masterclasses to help guide you on your journey of mastering conscious manifestation and co-creation, but you will also receive dope resources to help you create your own manifestation rituals, use oracle and tarot cards, work with the energy of the new and full moons, and so much more. Ready for the next level? I got you, BB. Upgrade your membership to add access to the quarterly Manifest Daily subscription box. No more trying to figure out which crystals to buy or which tarot deck to work with. Everything you need for your consciousness journey is delivered to your door with custom videos to show you how to work with the tools in your box. The in-depth spiritual and wellness guidance you've been craving is here. Uncover your purpose, rediscover your power as an infinite energetic being, and create the most divine life you can imagine all for less than $2 per day. The wait list awaits you. Click the link in the show notes to get on the list. Now, let's dive back into the episode. Hi, Vanessa. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I'm super excited. I feel like I've been waiting the entire month for this call. So (laughs) I am so ready for this. I'm excited. Let's do it. Let's just dive right into it. And I want you to tell me a little bit about what you do, who you serve, and just kind of like, let's get a background on who you are. Absolutely. So I'm a digital entrepreneur and I have to tell you, that's really hard to try and explain lately. (laughs) You know what I mean? Whenever you're trying to go to a bank or anything, it's like, so what do you do for a living? It's like, well, I work online and it's tricky to, yeah, it's tricky to navigate. But for me, my, my career really began in journalism and led me into teaching. I taught in universities and I really fell in love with, I guess, learning how to connect to the student. Every student learns in a different way. And I guess I I really want to say every student learns in a different way, but it's up to the teacher, the instructor to figure out the correct way to communicate with them so the student learns. Learning that kind of changed my life, but it wasn't satisfying me with some of the deeper work that I was craving. And astrology is something that I had been really looking at intimately since being a teenager. I was a teenager who was quite sick. I was a cancer patient and astrology was a tool for me to use to consider my life from a new lens, to sort of zoom out literally and consider what my big picture was because everything felt out of control. And as my life sort of pressing forward and I started looking at it through this different lens, I started to see this common thread of communication through my life and communication could have been in journalism but it was also in teaching and it was also in learning about myself and communicating with myself. And this really led me into human design, which is what my passion really is about right now, because human design is a tool that helps us understand our unique bodies. And astrology is a piece of human design. Human design is five modalities fused into one and astrology is one of them. But human design helps us understand the unique way we use our bodies. And astrology really helps us reevaluate the inner narrative we have. And it gives us an opportunity to reevaluate our life from a different angle. It helps us zoom out so we can see the whole story rather than just the little chapters. Because sometimes when we're focused on our life, we can be really emotionally 
involved in our life and not see the forest for the trees. I feel like I have never heard human design actually described in that way. And I really love that you talk about also how astrology is kind of like you're zooming out. And I think that's a really accurate description, especially as people think about astrology being like the stars and the moons and what's going on in the sky. And it helps to put things into perspective and know that there's a lot more happening, uh, a lot more happening energetically than what you're just perceiving here on earth. And so you mentioned that human sign is a mix of, I think you said five modalities with Mm -hmm. astrology being one of them. Can you tell us a little about what the other modalities are and sort of how they interplay to create what we know as human design? Well, human design is based on something called energy centers, where there are different sort of pockets of energy within the body. And this is based really on the chakra system. And where a lot of us who, you know, participate in yoga, we're familiar with the chakra system. And so that's what's most familiar to people when they first look at this. But a lot of the detailed information is based on the I Ching and some kind of deeper projections. But honestly, it's not so much about isolating the individual fusion of modalities. It's about seeing it for what it is. And in human design, is not a belief system, which is what a lot of people can sometimes trip up on. It's a tool to help you understand what is unique about you because we're always trying to be like each other. You know, we're homogenizing our lives, trying to be fit in and be like one another when really we're here to have a completely unique experience. And human design gets you back in touch through this fusion of modalities with what your unique experience is. So what is unique about your body? What is unique about your consciousness? How can you get to know your body again? How can you get to know your consciousness and really work with your energy and work with your aura. Where astrology really comes in is astrology is the poetic or philosophical interpretation of astronomical events. So astrology is really all about math. (laughs) It's about math and and science, but looking at it through, instead of looking at it through a left lens, looking at it through a right lens. So the reason I like to use these two together is because it allows us to understand what's unique about us as an individual and how to reconnect with our body, how to work with our body, and then how to manifest correctly, how to get calibrated correctly, how to feel empowered and inspired and find our truth and our identity. When we're feeling that connection to our bodies again, which we've lost really collectively, we can look to astrology to interpret, well, where the heck am I going and why? And it's a tool to reconnect us to ourselves, but also to one another. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. I actually had a question just come up in my head. Okay, as you're talking about human design, you're like, okay, this is a tool. You mentioned something. You said it helps us to manifest correctly or manifest better, right? Mm -hmm. And even before we get into that, I'd love for you to kind of like talk us through the types of human design, but... Mm -hmm. I'd also want you to kind of help me understand what happens when a certain type is not using, you know, the way that their type should manifest. Like, do you manifest things that are not what you want? Do you manifest things that are like half of what you want? Like what happens? So I guess- Lots to unpack here. (laughs) Oh my God, so many questions in my head right now. (laughs) So let's, let's start by there's five human design types. Okay. Really, there's four types, but there's one hybrid type. And one of the types is called manifester. And this is actually a rare energy type. It's really only about, it's under 10% of the population. It's confusing because manifesting is a buzzword in, you know, Mm -hmm. self-awareness and spiritual communities right now. So I just want to preface with absolutely every single person has the potential and ability to manifest. But a lot of the language out there right now is not taking into account 
the uniqueness of the individual and how they manifest. We're trying to give each other blanket statement advice, which doesn't work anymore. We have unique ways of doing things. So the, the energy types are manifester, and this is a, a rare energy type that is very forceful, very strong, very potent, and they're here to really initiate and create new energy in the world. Another energy type, which is closer to 35% of the population, is called a generator type. And generators are designed to respond. And they can really only manifest once they're responding to the universe around them. They're really deeply connected to, I guess we could say, the fabric of the universe. And so, you know, a song could come on the radio and move them, make them feel something. An altercation with a friend could happen and they feel something, they respond. A current affair could happen in the world around us and they feel something and they respond. They're not designed to initiate and push out energy the way the manifester is. But the world conditions the generator type and all the types really to be a manifester. If you want it, go get it, make it happen. And that's incredibly mm -hmm. incorrect advice to give to a generator. Now, another energy type is called a projector, and they are about 25% of the population, or 20, 20 25% of the population, excuse me. And projectors are not here to work. You know, they're not here. They're the new types of leaders that come in, and they're here to find a passion that they fall in love with, and they manifest differently as well. They're designed to wait for the invitation. So they're not necessarily waiting to respond to external events like a generator, but a projector is waiting for someone to look to them and make some energetic space for them. And when, they, when there's space that's been made for the projector, the projector can rush in and offer solutions and this beautiful, deep insight. Projectors are very intelligent in their capacity to recognize things going on around us that perhaps need improvement or enhancement or change. They really work smarter, not harder. The hybrid energy type is called a manifesting generator. This is like a generator, they're also designed to respond. The best way to understand the difference is that they respond more quickly and they're a very, very busy energy type. They need a lot to do. And the final energy type, which is about 1% of the population, is a reflector. They're very, very rare. And these energy types really are here to be the moral compass and to be the, the justice and take their time in evaluating the environments around them. So this is kind of a, a quick overview, zoom out of these five energy types, but they all really work together. And I just like to explain how they work together. So if we imagine an orb of energy, just a little ball of energy, and it's stuffed full of silk. It's just stuffed full of silk. This silk represents manifesting generators and generators. And silk is very luxurious, very beautiful, very sensual, but it really comes alive when it ripples, when I move it, when the silk flows and I can see the light bouncing off of it. But a piece of silk cannot move itself. It needs me to, you know, wiggle my fingers or blow on it. It needs something to happen in its external world for that silk to move in the first place. So this orb in this metaphor is full of silk. It's stuffed full of silk. And then every now and again, every here and there, there's a little spark that goes off. And that represents the manifester. That's not very common, but they're a little spark of energy just to get things going that the silk then responds to. And then in between the silk and in between the spark is the projector type. And this acts like a little spotlight, just hovering between everything, waiting for its opportunity and its moment to rush in and fill the space with its light once it received an invitation. And then the final energy type, the reflector, is the orb itself. And if anything in that orb, that silk, that spark, or that projection were to turn around, they would see themselves reflected back at them. And that's what the reflector does. It shows the healthiness and the unhealthiness of the environment that that person is placed in. 
So all these energy types work together. And again, that's kind of like a, a summary of each of the types and they, and they are very deep and there's a lot to know about them. But from there, each of those types can either be a specific manifester where they need to get very clear on what they want. They need to, for example, specific manifestors need to say things like, okay, I'm manifesting, I'm calling in uh, a job that makes me $60,000 a year mm -hmm. benefits. I work this time. They really focus on the details. And this is the type of person that a lot of the manifesting language out there right now is tailored to and supports. But there's this whole other group who are non-specific manifestors. And if they try and manifest that way, it's never going to go well for them because they're blocking the amazing potential that the universe has in store for them. They can't even manifest what good things could come to them. When they're trying to manifest something very specific, they're bypassing their potential and it's never going to go well. As a non-specific manifestor, their way to manifest is through focusing on the emotion they want to call in. So if we're still mm -hmm. talking about manifesting that job, six thousand a year. That's not how that other person would manifest. They may say, I want to call in a job that lets me have financial freedom and lets me have a lot of autonomy in my schedule. You know, they're focusing on other things. So when it comes to manifestation, human design can be an amazing tool to actually make momentum and manifest the life you want. But you have to understand the unique way you're designed to manifest rather than the blanket statement that can sometimes be thrown on us. And of course, people doing manifestation work, of course, it's, it's coming from the correct place. It's well-intentioned mm -hmm. and motivated, but there always are people, it's like, it's just not working for me. And those are the people that I suspect would be a different type of, have a different type of manifestation style. And that's why human design can be so empowering to them because it gives them permission to be who they are and it connects them back to what their truth is inside so they can create and step into the life that they actually want. Everything you were saying hit me so hard, um, <laughs> especially, so I'm a projector. Yeah, girl. You're a manifesting generator, right? I'm a manifester. Oh, you're a manifester. Oh, so I come in with oh a hit. God. Yeah, I come in forcefully like that. So if you're like, oh, that hit me. I'm like, well, that's energetics at play. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. When you said literally the projectors are not here to work, I was like, oh, I feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad. Well, you know what it is? So like, yeah. you're, you're the newest energy type. And a lot of that can be... Honestly, sometimes the language around human design that says you're not here to work, it can be disempowering or demoralizing because the world around you is telling you need, you need to work or you need to pay your bills. You know, this is all, we have to take this all into account. So when yeah. I say you're not meant to work as a projector, if you find yourself moving into, a, let's say, a career and it, you wake up and it feels like work, ugh, you know that feeling? It feels yes. like work. It's yeah. not correct. But if you are doing a passion your life's work and you're energized by it and you're excited by it, it's totally different. So when I say you're not meant to work, you're, you're not meant to work in the traditional sense and you're definitely not designed for nine to five. Yes. But, but it's, really, <laughs> it's really about finding your calling and finding the thing that speaks to you and choosing to put your energy into that. I resonate with that. And I actually have a couple of friends that are projectors that I feel like this, this narrative is, is very similar for all of us where it's sort of like, again, it doesn't come down to, you know, not wanting to be lazy and not wanting to do anything, but it comes down to wanting to do something that, you know, doesn't feel like you have to get up and put on a mask and, and be someone else or like work really hard to achieve the same thing that someone else is going to work every day and just kind of like zooming through and having that nine to five be really easy for them. Like, I love that you made that distinction and going back to what you were 
were talking about earlier about the specific and non-specific manifester, mm-hmm. could you dive into a little bit about how someone who's like listening to this episode can figure out whether or not they are a specific or non-specific manifester if they're looking for that guidance to sort of help them figure out what's the best way to manifest the things that they want? Absolutely. If somebody's listening and has no idea what human design is, my suggestion would be to start following a bunch of human design accounts on Instagram and becoming exposed to it. Then the best place is to go to mybodygraph.com, which is really where human design started. And there you can calculate a free body graph chart. And this shows us, when I say body graph chart, it's showing what your energetic design is. And the information needed to do that is your date of birth, the city that you were born in, and the exact birth time. So not 12 p.m. noon, but 12.06 noon. You do need to know the specific minute because all the celestial bodies in the sky are moving per second. You know what I mean? They move all the time. So we have to know the exact moment. And when you have that exact moment, you can calculate your body graph. You can calculate your unique energetic. And then when you're looking at it, I'm going to be sincere here. It's quite overwhelming because you don't know what this is that you're looking at. Mm-hmm. So it's, it would be good to have a reading by somebody. And we can find all types of people who do this online through Instagram or even through mybodygraph.com. And then from there, it's about looking at the different facets. So if you're somebody who does know about human design, and you're familiar with where to look, there are four arrows on the top of the head in your body graph. There are two arrows on the right side that are colored black and two arrows on the right side, excuse me, on the left side that are colored red. Arrows on the right side that are colored black, the bottom arrow will point left or right. So this is very confusing if you're not visually looking at it. If that bottom right arrow points left, Mm -hmm. you're a specific manifester. And if it points right, you're a non-specific manifester, which really means that the way we're showing how to manifest is not supportive of you. And so human design can be a great tool to help you connect to yourself to figure out the unique way that you you can manifest. But I have to tell you, you know, this can sound very um, overwhelming and like a lot of information because it's a new modality. Just if you Mm -hmm. were starting to explore numerology or astrology and you don't know what conjunction means or, you know, um, stellium means or north node means it's just a matter of finding a starting point to sort of grow into. And the starting point is to figure out what your energy type is. Are you a manifester, generator, projector, reflector, or manifesting generator? And from there and getting a grasp on that and what that means is really the healthiest place to begin. That right there is kind of where I started off with human design is sort of figuring out what I was and kind of hearing, okay, you're a projector. And I remember like getting my reading or getting my chart. I went to mybodygraph.com, like you said, and I got my chart and I was very confused that the thing that it spits out is a little bit crazy looking. And it's very confusing when you start off, but the more that you kind of go on the internet and find information, there's literally information everywhere. And like you said, following some human sign experts on Instagram really helps because especially you, like you have helped me so much, especially the content. Thank you. It's always something good. Like always something juicy, something that I'm either sharing to someone else or saving on my phone for like later use. If someone wants to dive a little bit deeper, so they've looked at their type and they're like, okay, I'm a manifester or I'm a generator, I'm a manifesting generator. And now they want to dive into authorities, right? Can you tell us a little bit about what authorities are when it comes to human design and how that can help you understand your type a little bit better? Absolutely. So the starting point is learning your energy type. And then from there, a great place to expand and move into is understanding what your inner authority is. It's kind of like step two. 
And what does inner authority mean? So inner authority is the decision maker that you have inside you. How are you designed to navigate through life? When there's a decision before you, how do you make a decision? And we give each other a lot of blanket statement advice that can be misleading. We say things like, listen to your gut. You'll know what you want to do. But if you're not a gut person, I'm not. I don't have sacral definition and neither will you as a projector. If you and I are listening to our guts, it's really going to take us off path. We say advice to each other like, feel it out. You'll know what you want to do. But if we don't have emotional definition, which I do not, then if I'm feeling things out, I'm feeling everybody else's emotions. We say things like, decide in the moment. You'll know what you want to do. But if you don't have splenic definition, it's also going to get you off path. So what I'm saying is there's a bunch of advice out there that we give to each other without considering what is unique about each other. And the inner authority, there's seven potential authorities that you can have, seven potential decision makers that you can have in your body. And they will each shift and, and react differently depending on your energy type, whether you're a manifester or a projector. And learning what this inner navigation system is, this decision maker inside of you, will help you figure out how the heck you are designed to navigate through life. If you're somebody whose decisions come from their gut and you're trying to make a decision from your heart and you're trying to force it, you know, be, use your, your sheer will to make a decision, it's going to go wrong for you. And this is one of the most empowering parts of human design is when you start to experiment with that decision maker in you and you see how life starts to become easier because life is not actually designed to be that hard. We're designed to flow through the current of life, but we're all meeting up against resistance and it feels quite bad. It's like we're going against the current and that's because we're not working with our bodies and we're not sitting in the correct driver's seat. You know, if I'm a helicopter pilot and you put me in a submarine, I'm gonna have no idea how to drive. It. So we have to consider the body that we're in, the aura type or the energy type, the design type. These are all the same thing. Manifester, generator, projector, manifesting generator or reflector. And then once we know that, we move into how do you make decisions? Do you make decisions by waiting a full lunar cycle? Do you make decisions by listening to your emotions and feeling it out? Do you make your decisions from your heart, sheer willpower? Do you make decisions from your gut where you feel that sinking tug in your belly? Do you make decisions from your spleen where it's an instinct and in the moment? Do you make decisions decisions from your identity center, this quiet knowingness in you that you need to talk out. There's a lot of options, you know, and if I'm saying these things like, wow, I have no idea what I, what I am. And if you're someone listening to your gut, it's going to go wrong for you if you're not a gut person. So it's really exciting to look at. It's really inspiring and empowering to look at because it's a new way of considering yourself. It's a new way of thinking about who you are and what your role is here and how you can move through life and have a really beautiful life instead of a life that's full of resistance all the time. As you were talking about that, I remembered when I learned about my authority and how What's you your authority? And it's the self-projected projector one. Yes. Yeah. So when I learned about that, it made so much sense because I'm someone where I talk a lot and it's like, I'll be talking to like friends or family and whenever there's something on my mind or something on my heart, the more that I talk about it, it's like I get to this decision. And a lot of times I'll go to people for advice, not even to hear their advice for me, but to talk about it and talk it out. And I get to a point where I figure out, you know, whatever it is that's been plaguing me, I get to decision that way. It's crazy because it's like when I started this podcast, that wasn't the purpose of the podcast, but I've kind of 
had a lot of decisions be made for myself just by sitting down and having conversations with myself where I'm talking through things on the podcast. And you're really right. We tell people, feel it out or go with what's on your gut. And those things don't help me. And, you know, if you're a gut person, they never will. Yeah. Yeah. And it just leads to a place where you're very confused. It's like, okay, but my gut is telling me this, this, and this. And I don't know. It's like, tell me three different things. Like, which one do I go with? Or maybe I'm not even, maybe it's just really me feeling nervous. And that's what I'm feeling in my gut. It might not even have anything to do with the decision, but I probably just ate something bad. So it's the whole whole thing. You were talking about how when you follow an authority or even just a design, right? That's not for you. That's kind of not how your your body is designed, you're designed to work. And it sort of makes life harder, right? So how can we better live our authentic type and design, right? So someone looks something up and they're like, okay, I'm a manifester. This is my authority. You talked about getting a reading. Is that like the best step for someone? Does it just stop there? Or how do you best design your life around your authority and your type? Because I think that's sort of been one of the hardest parts for me about human design is really figuring out what I need to apply and how I need to apply it. Well, human design should be approached really as an experiment, you know, because you're learning how to get to know yourself again. And Mm -hmm. for example, let's just circle back as someone, you're a self-projected authority and you have noticed that it feels good for you to talk things out because the more you talk it out, the more your decision becomes clear, the more you're aware of perhaps what you want to do. Where this gets tricky is everyone around you may say, you know, Deandra, stop talking about it. Like, haven't you talked to this to death? Stop. Don't you know what you want to do? Don't you know? And it's like, oh, and you start to feel bad. You start to get conditioned. And so what's really beautiful about human design is once we start to understand it, we understand we each have a unique process. For example, I stop putting my process onto you because it's not going to work for you. It's for me. And we give each other permission to be unique, to be ourselves, rather than trying to give each other advice that is really more harmful than beneficial. So for somebody like you who's trying to talk it out, and the world's maybe telling you not to, how can you ever manifest the life you want? How can you ever get on path if the world around you isn't supportive? So mm-hmm. when, we, when we all start to learn this information, we start to be gentler with each other. We start to make space for each other, which good Lord, we need that now and what's going mm-hmm. on with our world. You know, it, it's, a, it's really a tool to understand ourselves, but also to understand each other. So when you want to learn more about this, it always is going to help to have kind of a buddy, <laughs> to have somebody else who's curious about it that you can talk to and get excited while you learn about it. And then I would say it is really helpful to have a reading because it gives you a baseline. I used to do readings. I don't do them anymore. And I have an online school where I teach this, where I can keep it really affordable and exciting. But there are other people who are offering readings and they're very good. And what's really great about human design is the community behind it. All the professionals working in human design act like colleagues and not competitors. And they really all help each other. And they're showing, you know, this is what the world is is supposed to be like. We're supposed to be working with each other. We're supposed to be connected to each other, not separate, not isolated. And as soon as we start to realize we're each unique, we can celebrate the uniqueness in one another and recover the genius in our individuality instead of homogenizing each other so we're all alike and we're all average rather than all special because we sincerely are all special. We kind of want that millennials, hey? We're like, ooh, I want to be special. I think we're connecting to something there because every single human being on the planet is. Every single human being on the planet is special and is unique. And there's a part of us that's wanting to remember that instead of all trying to learn math a certain way and English a certain way and science a certain way and, and, you know, just being alike because that feels safe. We're not here for that. We're here Mm -hmm. to find our, our unique genius. We're here to find 
what is special about us. And this is a tool that does that. So yes, it can seem overwhelming, but if your interest is peaked, there's resources that exist for you. I have an online school at vanessahenry.com where I show astrology and human design and how to apply it to your life, how to understand it. And that's based on enrollment, like being enrolled in school. For me, that was the way I wanted to make this content accessible while still being able to take care of myself. But there are people out there who do readings and give you a baseline. So it's really about following what feels good for you as the individual learning. And I also like what you said about just sort of being gentle with each other. I think as you sort of explore human design and as you get to know yourself more, whatever modality that you use, it's really good to tell people what you know about yourself too. I've noticed that too. So for me, like I said, I talk things out a lot and you describe the situation perfectly. There are times where I talk something to death almost and I feel almost like shame or guilt that I'm talking about something for like the 57 times to my boyfriend and I'm like, oh my God, he's hearing me talk about this again. It's your process. That is (laughs) literally... correct for you it's literally you listening to your authority and there i'm you know i'm sorry that the world has taught you and conditioned you to not listen to your body's natural intelligence because that's the real tragedy here and this is happening to little kids you know little kids are born they have their natural intelligence and then the world conditions them and grooms them into being you know someone that they are not and this is why we get also we're also sick we're confused we're off path this is a tool that gets us you know recalibrated and and realigned. So my thing, my I guess what I would want to say to you is talk your boyfriend's ear off. And if he doesn't <laughs> listen anymore, call your girlfriend, call your parent. No, he listens. He listens. I just feel bad. I'm like, oh my gosh. You I don't know. have to feel like, bad. Every conversation, I'm like, I'm talking about these things that we talked about yesterday. And it's like a thing. And he's a reflector too. So I feel like Whoa, there's cool. something there where he's just like intaking it. He almost is like a great mirror to show me what it is Absolutely. that I'm like even talking about. And he reflects that back to me. And it's kind of like a really crazy, like, oh, wow. I fangirl <laughs> over reflectors. Like, I'm like, a celebrity. That's how I react because they're, they're oh not common. And yeah. they, they, they can be misunderstood because sometimes they seem eclectic but they're mm-hmm. beautiful human beings and yeah he's really going to show you back what you need to know he's a, he's it's very what a gift to have a partner who's a reflector mm-hmm. and to learn you know about their unique process so wow i'm that's incredible <laughs> but there there may come a time where he perhaps doesn't want to listen you know maybe mm-hmm. he's had enough that's okay. That's his, his right. He's allowed to feel that way. And when that happens, if you don't feel that sense of the, the feeling inside, like you are clear and you still need to talk, then it's a matter of finding somebody else to talk it out with. And the, the other little advice that I would have is to just record a voice note just start talking mm-hmm. to yourself you know talk it out a podcast, the podcast yes <laughs> because it allows you to become the more you talk it's like you bypass your brain and you get clearer and clearer and clearer until your truth comes out yes yes Li- that's literally how it happens <laughs> that's correct for you I only want to empower you to keep doing that. Thank you. So you mentioned um, conditioning and I know you talk a lot about the uh, like deconditioning and the deconditioning process. So can you explain that a little bit more, like dive a little bit deeper into what deconditioning is, why it's so important and how we can all start to decondition what we've learned about how we should act and be and and form in this world. So every single one of us has been conditioned, molded 
if you will, homogenized, you know, by the world around us and often by our parents. You know, our parents have certain expectations. They want us to go to school. They want us, you know what I mean? They mm -hmm. set these things upon us. And depending on our energy type, we may really begin to adopt them. Uh, depend with, depending what's going on in our design, we can start to think that they belong to us when they don't. And then we design this whole life according to something that is not our truth. This can really get us frustrated. It can really get us bitter or angry or just sincerely off path. And I think a lot of us are waking up that this is something that we need to perhaps give more energy to. So the reality is we all have been raised with conditioning. The world has influenced and molded in, and really imprinted upon each of us. And human design is the intentional experiment of unlearning what you've learned and undoing what you think you know about yourself. For example, I'm somebody who is very angry my whole life. You know, I was sick as a child. Mm -hmm. I uh, really struggled with rage. Well, this is a classic manifester trait. Manifestors really struggle with rage when they're not living correctly. So as soon as I recognized, wow, I feel rage a lot, that means I'm using my energy in the opposite way it's designed. I'm designed to be passionate, not angry. And if I'm feeling angry, it's an opportunity to reevaluate. So for me, that's where it really began was recognizing how angry I was. But that there were circumstances going on in the world around me that were molding me in a way I was never designed to be molded. And so deconditioning is undoing that. It's, it's unlearning what we don't even know we've learned. So it's deeply uncomfortable. And for me, what it's taught me is whenever I feel uncomfortable, that's the physical manifestation of transcendence. Whenever I'm really uncomfortable or upset about something, I tell myself, wow, I must be moving through something big, must be getting a big upgrade if this is this uncomfortable. The way I like to think of it and explain it is we're going through life as this, you know, we're a beautiful sculpture and we're throwing clay onto our bodies that we're trying to create this beautiful sculpture. These, we've got these big hunks of clay on us, but that's not what we're here to be doing. We're already this beautiful piece of marble and we should be chipping into our bodies to reveal, you know, that beautiful sculpture, that beautiful Michelangelo inside. It's about removing. It's not about adding. And that's really the way I like to approach my life is removing the marble rather than adding humps of clay to a, an already large piece of marble. So would you say then that your process of deconditioning has been literally getting to know more about who you are as a manifester and basically figuring out what's not aligned with that? Each person, I think, has a unique individual process. But for me, it's been really helpful to go back to the root of where part of my personality as I know it began. So for example, where did my anger first begin? Where did my issues around control first begin? And it's a matter of looking back and learning where I was molded and where I was influenced by the world around me. And according to human design from the human design perspective, if we're doing this work with intention, it takes seven years to fully decondition. Why seven years? Where did that come from? You know, I've been doing this work and you know why I'm focusing on it. Why seven years? Well, when we unlearn something, it takes our cellular makeup seven years to really fully die off and regenerate. If we want to be, you know, a fully deconditioned being, yeah, we have to go do the work now and then give our bodies time to regenerate. Generate. So it's a process. We always want the magic pill to take our, to take <laughs> yes. our weight away or to, you know, we always want the instant gratification, but it, life is a process and blooming is a process and we can't rush the blooming of a, of a flower either. There are certain things that need to happen and time needs to pass. And we're the same. We are just, we're so connected to the rhythm of the universe and we are a series of flowers. We all bloom in our own way. 
and if we want to bloom correctly, we need to know what type of nourishment to give the freaking flower. You know, mm -hmm. rather some flowers don't need the same amount of sun. Some don't need the same amount of water. We're all unique. For me, that really helps to think of it that way. So my unique process is about going back to the root of where some of my most uncomfortable personality traits or things about myself that I struggle with first began. I'm literally living for the fact that you just gave that metaphor about uh, the flowers because I recorded a <laughs> podcast episode today and I was talking about that, about how we're just so like with social media and everything in our world is moving so quickly these days. I think a lot of us have been conditioned to think that you plant the seed and the next day you just like you-, you Tree. There's a tree. <laughs> like, like it's so quick. And I found myself in that cycle before of like, oh my God, I'm doing this work and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And why am I not seeing the results that I know are coming for me? Like, where, where are they? <laughs> so This is a classic projector thing. Oh, is it? Yes, no. this, is a, this is a classic projector thing. Because projectors are designed to wait for the invitation, but they're also designed to wait for recognition. And projectors are highly intelligent in their, in their recognition capacity. You know, they really do see things a different way. They really are the future leaders who are here. They really can help make the world better, more efficient. They're not about working harder. They're about working mm -hmm. smarter. Projectors really see things the way they should be, but the rest of the world doesn't always. So this can mm -hmm. make a projector bitter because a projector is sometimes not getting recognized by the people around them when they should be. If we all knew this person was a projector, for example, and we knew what it meant to be a projector, we would then consciously be going into this, this relationship by recognizing you and saying, oh, I love when you do this. Hey, what do you think about this? You know, we would be giving you what you're missing. And so we would help you nourish that flower so it could fully bloom because for the projector flower, um, it's hard. You know, the world is not set up to support you. The world is set mm -hmm. up for the generator types. So for people like you and I who are non-sacral, manifestors, reflectors, and projectors, it's challenging for us because we're not designed to operate so consistently doing the same thing all the time like the world around us working nine to five we're mm -hmm. not here for that that exhausts us and so if we just understand a little bit more about each other it's really a very loving thing to do to invite a projector or to let a manifester know how they've affected you or impacted you Mm -hmm. So this is not just about the self, you know, it's about how to really be in relationship with each other uh, in this new paradigm where we are less isolated and we fall back in love with each other. And we're working together. Yeah, world. Absolutely. Yeah. I kind of have a, a couple of questions actually around like entrepreneurship because I've yes. been seeing a ton of people on Instagram talking specifically about using human design to create a better business, to go into business and create a business that actually like works with you and works with your energy and everything like that. I've even seen a couple other people doing like different modalities with like business creation, entrepreneurship, but how do you think human design fits in with entrepreneurship? Like, is it literally the same thing of, okay, if you want to create a business, it really is about getting to know how you work, how you flow through this world, and then creating a business that makes sense with like your energy, for example, if you're a projector and you're not about, you know, working long hours nine to five, like you might not want to start an agency where you're working 24 seven or something like that. Or if you create mm -hmm. a business, you may want to outsource certain things. So you're not working 24 seven. Like, is that how that's applied? Like, does it transfer, I guess, right over to your business and your business tasks and business mission? A little bit because it, it's really helping you understand who you are. In the case of the projector, you know, having the agency, a projector takes in energy and amplifies it. So someone who's a projector may think, poof, I can work really, really hard. You can. You can work harder than anybody else for a time. You can't yeah. be consistent with it. Then you're going to burn out. And what's your, what, is, what do you have in place for when you burn out? 
So human design from an entrepreneurial perspective, the reason we're all leaning towards entrepreneurialism in, you know, in, in really these latest decades, it's always been there, but there's definitely a new focus on it. Mm -hmm. Well, that's because the world is flipping, you know, into this right paradigm. We want to be working differently. We want more joy. We want more play. We want more love and travel and sex. You know, we want more pleasure in life because mm -hmm. it's all been taken away. You know, everything is a balance. Everything in our universe is on a spectrum. And if it's all work, we're of course going to be reaching for play. Instead of having a job for the sake of having a job, wow, wouldn't it be great to put my energy into my life's work, into my passion? And so finding out your energy type will really help you understand how to sort of approach business. I have a course in my online school called The Money Course, mm -hmm. and it really talks about how any single person is designed to make money. And it's really about considering, you know, what money is and it's an energy exchange. And we have to understand what that really is about and why we're doing that because we're actually trading, energetically speaking, life experience. So I'm trading a wisdom to you. And I only do that through certain energy centers in my body. And so in this money course, I specifically address how you are uniquely designed to make money. And it's my most popular course. My students really love it. They ball listening to it because it talks about money in a totally different way. And it gives us new language to talk about taking care of ourselves and charging what is fair and what is true to us rather than the pressures around us of society. You know, right now it's charge what you're worth. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> can be damaging, you know, because then if I didn't charge the right number, am I, you know, am I compromising my worth? So we have to really look at, at everybody has the divine right to earn an income. And it's a matter of coming from a place of authenticity and selling your uniqueness, your wisdom correctly through your unique profit centers in whatever your design is. So human design really helps you feel empowered as an entrepreneur, but it also can help you figure out what is unique about you, the individual, much deeper than just what your energy type is. What's unique about you based on your unique design and your unique life experience? And how does that come into play energetically speaking? I can you not, you've like sold me on that money course. <laughs> Great. So yes, yes. It's really, really, um, it's my so favorite good. thing I've done. And um, it was a, a really fun way for me to talk about some deep things that I think we need to talk about. This is what manifestors are here for. They're here to initiate new ways of doing things and create new realities. And it was part of my personal experiment in understanding how can I affect people and impact people as a manifester while being correctly motivated. You know, we all want to level up. We all want to go there together and we can. Women specifically. Specifically, do not need to compete with each other anymore. We are here to collaborate. And the oldest story that women remember is, you know, Adam, the story of Adam and Eve, where the woman was the betrayer. Man no longer trusted her. She no longer mm -hmm. trusted herself. And then she definitely didn't trust other women. And so we need to reverse that recipe. And women need to start coming together and collaborating instead of competing. So then we can start to trust one another again. We can start to trust ourselves again. And we can reintegrate as allies with men rather than a subordinate, which mm -hmm. is completely distorted. And it starts by doing the work ourselves and reclaiming what, you know, has been taken from us, which is our bonds to each other. Oh my gosh, you're speaking my language because I kid you not, I've been feeling all of this so heavily, especially what you said earlier about the whole narrative of everyone now was like, charge your worth, charge your worth, like raise your prices. You don't have to sell something at a completely high ticket offer or high ticket mm -hmm. number just because, or just because it's like you feel that your self-worth is now connected to this price. And if you were to lower it, or if you were to offer someone something that at a more affordable price, like all of a sudden now you're not 
not in a place of self-worth. And I think that's- No, like, you're right. You're so right. And just too much. But you're yeah. You're so right. I, yeah. And, and, and think about this though. So if you're self-projected authority, your heart is going to be open and heart is willpower and you're learning how to be, how to find your worth. But you're going to go through your whole life feeling like you have something to prove, whether you have something to prove to yourself, to your parents, to the world, and you have nothing to prove. And yet the whole mm-hmm. world around you has taught you that you do. And so you're always trying to learn and gain a wisdom through this. So if you're, for example, as somebody with an open heart and you're in manifestation work and trying to motivate people and inspire people, you're in the right line of work because that's where you're getting wisdom. You're here learning how to do that. And when you learn it, you're able to share your wisdom with others. I'm someone who has a defined heart. I'm not here to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to um, help the other become motivated. It's not where I can share a wisdom. So I'm not going to sell that way. I'm not going to share my life experience and wisdom uh, through my heart. Somebody who's open-hearted is. And so all these people who are open-hearted and we're telling them, charge what you're worth, they have no idea. They're trying to figure out what they're worth. Mm -hmm. They feel like they have something to prove and they have nothing to prove. And so for me, it actually can be really damaging and unfair and disempowering when we think it's supposed to be empowering. And that's, and this is going to happen anytime we try and give each other blanket statement advice, where whenever we give a blanket statement advice, even if it's well-intentioned, it can still be damaging. And so I never want to give anyone advice until I've seen their chart, like until I know intimately the way they're uniquely designed. Oh, you like took all the words out of my mouth. It's crazy, but no, I completely agree. And I think that a lot of blanket statements have a lot of people doing things that don't necessarily feel aligned with them because they think that's how they should do it. I think that's how they're going to meet success because they see everyone else doing it a certain way and they get successful or they become successful doing it that way. And maybe you just don't feel aligned doing that. And I think that there is something there around finding out what way you best create and what way you best sell or offer yourself services or offer your wisdom to the world. But but how think of how counterintuitive that could be, you know? If you're seeing what everybody else is doing around you and it's working for them, mm-hmm. you're you're homogenizing. You're not finding what's unique about you. You're trying exactly. to replicate everybody else instead of digging in and chipping away at your marble. Don't add a hump of clay. Chip away at your marble and let them sure, let them inspire you, but then let them inspire you to find your uniqueness and the unique way that you're designed to put your energy in the world. The unique way you're designed designed to make an energy exchange and make money and connect with others instead of replicating something that's already been done. If Mm -hmm. we all come from the same place, if we're all from the same God or source or creator or whatever word feels safe and correct for you, we all come from the same place, but we're a unique finger extended from that place. And that finger is having its own unique expression and experience. It's never touching the same place another finger is. So we are all here to gather something very, very unique, not replicate each other. And then when we do that, we bring it back to each other. So we Mm -hmm. have to live the most unique life we can live so that we can share it with our spiritual collective. I'm very curious. What are your um, astrological signs, like your sun, moon, and rising sign? I'm a Libra. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) And my moon sign is Aries. Oh. Yeah. I'm mostly fire in my chart, but I've, you know, really can, I see the world through the lens of Libra. And my rising sign is Leo. Oh, fun. Mm. Oh, okay. I, I'm like, I don't like read people. Like, you know how some people are like, oh my God, I, I saw you and like, I knew you were the sign. I can never do that. And I don't know how people do that, but I was just curious. I just wanted to ask. But I really want us to get to a place where we ask each other that and we know exactly where that means. All of us, yeah. you know? What's, okay, yeah. so what's your signs? 
What are your so uh, Taurus Sun, Cancer Moon, and Aquarius Rising? Aquarius Rising is going to present so quirky and cool. The humanitarian, you know, <laughs> they know things before the rest of us know things. We should mm-hmm. all listen to Aquarian Rising or Aquarius in general. Mm-hmm. And the Taurus um, is stylish, likes their things. You know, they feel, yes. <laughs> see the world, you know, they see the world a certain way in a very beautiful way. But the Cancer Moon is sensitive and it's so intuitive. And it's not, we, you know, it's, it's not vulnerable. It's here to become wise about emotions and it's able to pick up on all the emotions around it and sometimes uh, you feel things that make you upset and you should feel upset because Mm -hmm. it's an upsetting thing and that can fuel your sun sign right if your sun sign is here to figure out how to feel stable and how to feel good the moon channeling your moon sign through your sun sign can really really be beneficial and helpful and it can really fuel your sun sign journey Mm -hmm. understanding the chart is great but I, i want us to be able to all understand each other's signs and talk to each other in new ways yeah these old these old ways of talking to each other because we've outgrown them no and I think that whenever I ask someone just like for those signs and even just like knowing people always sort of makes sense especially um the rising signs for a lot of people that I know and it helps me just to understand them a little bit better and also adding in like the human design if they happen to know that too that always oh, yeah. helps me too to kind of know how to I guess like communicate with them or know just like different things about them that helps me understand them as a person a little bit more I'd like, to offer, I'd like to offer my perspective on the rising sign, actually. Oh, yes. Can you Lots of language out there where a lot of people really identify with the rising sign. And we even tell people in some astrological communities, look at the rising sign first. And it'll, it's, you know, you're really going to identify with it. But the mm-hmm. rising sign represents how the world sees us. That's where conditioning sets place is through the rising sign. If we want to understand how we've been conditioned by the world, how does the world see us? How does the world tell us we are? Because then we start to believe that and we start to identify with that. Even though I'm a Libra Aries, I'm not a Leo. Sure, I present, hi, Vanessa, nice to meet you, all bold, confident, but I need to go retreat. I'm not Leo at all. I really identify with it, but it's not my truth. So the rising sign really shows us, it really shows us how the world has, has groomed us. It really shows us how the world has influenced us and made us think we are who we are. And that's really what we're here to unlearn. I love using astrology to understand different aspects of human design because I really resonate with the Leo. It's not all of me. It's just a little piece of me, the little show I put on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just a little brave mask and face I wear to to, to see the day and, and to face the world. That's so interesting that you describe it that way. I've literally never heard anyone describe it that way. But that makes sense to me because I know... I have read that the rising sign is the way that you present to the world, but I didn't realize that it could also represent the way that you have been conditioned to, re- to, to present to the world. Everything's so, a mirror, you know, everything's a mirror. Oh. If you present a certain way to the mirror, the mirror is going to mm-hmm. show you that back. But mm-hmm. what about you have all these other sides to you? You're not just what's looking in the mirror. And so the, so yeah. if you present a certain way and then the world is showing us is showing is reflecting whatever we're presenting we see it we see it we see it we think that's who we are but it's not it's not all of us wow something i think oh, that about you literally <laughs> drops mic <laughs> you, you just gave me such a new way to look at that and it's crazy too because i really love like aquarius rising i think everything that i read about aquarius is about being like quirky and it's like the humanitarian and the person who sees things differently and it's like this alien like i always picture like the little alien emoji when i think of aquarius rising love that. Love and that. Mm-hmm. that just makes me feel good because i'm like yeah i'm like out of the box i see things differently i also but do i'm like, sensitive really identify with taurus and, and cancer yeah, as well. yes yes yeah. but also taurus means something and it means something different when cancer is behind it influencing it 
you know, mm-hmm. and, and let's just say you are this earth sign and this, this water sign, you may have fire all over the rest of part of your chart. And so oh, here no. you are thinking, <laughs> I know, just as an example, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. and you're thinking, oh, I'm an earth sign, I'm an earth sign, I'm an earth sign. And then mm-hmm. you discover all your other signs and it, it's really the, the celestial bodies, the planets in astrology represent the different facets of our personality. And the sign that that planet is in shows us how that part of our personality is going to express itself. So what's your Mercury sign? What's your Venus? How are you in relationships? You know, what's your moon sign? What's your emotional secret self? What's your Jupiter? What's your natural skill? So there's all these different parts to look at. And so people are always like, what signs are compatible? And I, I totally don't identify with that because which sign, you know, which yeah. sign are you talking talking about. Yeah. And um, what astrology really can help us do is rise above the zodiac and connect and relate to anyone just as long as we understand them. And we have tools that give us a new language to understand each other, which is what astrology, human design, numerology, all of it, that's what it is. It's a new language to connect with each other. I have a question. Do you have resources in your school for astrology as well as human design? Yes. So it's an astrology and human design school. It's really okay. um, human design focused, but in order to understand human design, astrology is a component. So I have um, astrology sections and human design sections. Everything is available to see on my website where you can see um, what audios are in there. So listen, you, you'd listen to what your Jupiter is and what house it's in, and then listen to what your design type is, what your unique nutrition is, what's your diet, uh, what environment should you be in? Oh, but then what's your Saturn return? What lesson are you, are you learning in this life? So it's all woven together to give you tools to understand what's unique about you and the two lenses that I like to use uh, is really human design, but also to support it with astrology because human design is very mechanical. It's very much about understanding this body and astrology is still philosophical and poetic and it allows you to view your storyline a little bit differently, a little bit more intimately than human design alone. So I have to stress, astrology is a part of human design, mm-hmm. but human design really is about the body. It, it's more than that, but it's, it's largely about the body, but astrology, when it's isolated, it's a very old tool. It's been with us for a long time and human design really was born in the late 80s early 90s. It's relatively new. So a lot of people don't understand how it works, but a lot of people know what it means to be, you know, a Libra sun, have a Libra sun sign. We've heard that language before. Mm -hmm. Yes, I teach both those things to really give a dynamic way of understanding the body. And then I also offer frequency healing through these guided shamanic meditations, which allow Mm -hmm. you to go into your body, reprogram it and heal, uh, do frequency healing to uh, really go back to your inner child, the, the wound that you have inside and give it some space and offer it a salve so that you can actually heal the aches inside. Oh my gosh, that sounds, you have like so many awesome resources. Thank you. It's so much fun. Yes. I love that. I get the sense that you're just like a creator as well. Like you just love to create things. I feel like there's so many offerings that you have, but they're all obviously related to human design and astrology, which you're passionate about. But I'm just very intrigued and very interested by everything that's in the school. They're designed, I guess, to help you get to know yourself again. So Mm -hmm. when you get to know yourself, you can actually get to know other people intimately. And we're all, I think, really craving that and it's about really going back and understanding where we came from rather than looking ahead and projecting where we want to go and what our goals are and all these things that make us anxious it's Mm -hmm. about looking back and and looking at our wisdom and what we've grown through and where we come from and being gentle with ourselves Mm -hmm. and um making space for ourselves so we can start to make space for others if someone okay i'm gonna give you another scenario (laughs) 
they they've figured out their human design type they've kind of figured out their authority where would you recommend they go next so if they're going to enroll in your school like would you recommend they start with some of that deconditioning work that you just mentioned where you're kind of going in and exploring that inner child trauma would you recommend they start with like the actual astrological science and figure out okay sun moon and rising and then go from there like what i guess or is it just depending on wherever you're feeling called to explore first because at the end of the day you're going to explore everything i think to give people some really powerful impact to get them back in their bodies go explore what your chiron sign is doesn't matter what resource you use go explore your chiron sign in astrology chiron represents the deep wound you carry in life learning about this this is a wound you carry with you your whole life this will rattle you you go, holy shit, I got to take this serious. Uh, Maybe there's something to this. And then exploring what your North node and South node are. These are the nodes of the moon. And when you look at these signs, you're observing what your life direction is. So am I walking towards, you know, Pisces? Am I walking towards Aquarius? What's my North node? What's my direction in life? Mm -hmm. And it, it offers, you know, the common thread woven through your life. These are two really great places to start, to start thinking about yourself differently. And then from a human design perspective, it's all about learning your energy type and then learning your authority and really about entering into an honest, sincere, vulnerable experiment with that for a really long time. And then, you know, as your, it depends on your age when you, when you discover human design, because there's certain Mm -hmm. things that change at certain ages, but I would say then to go explore your nutrition and something called determination in human design. I like to call it nutrition. How are you designed to feed yourself? Because if you're not feeding your, your vehicle, your body correctly, it's not operating correctly. And we're Mm -hmm. very fixated on diet in our culture. Mm -hmm. And this is not so much about eating kale or carrots till you're blue in the face. Mm -hmm. It's about the way in which you intake your food. Are you supposed to have music on around you? Are you supposed to eat one thing at a time? So exploring your nutrition is a great next step because it allows you to feed your body, feed your vehicle correctly. The next place that I say to go, which really excites me, is environment. What is the unique space your body needs to be in to operate correctly? Let's go back to that submarine. You know, we can't put a submarine in the sky. We can't put a helicopter on the road. You know, each vehicle is designed for a certain space around it. And human beings are exactly the same. We're each calibrated to a unique space. And when we're in that space, it's like we're recalibrated and we can operate correctly. So Mm -hmm. where do our bodies need to be? How do we need to feed them? And how do they operate? Human design is a user manual for your body. You've given me so much to think about. I literally, now I'm like, I got to enroll in the school. I got to look at my Chiron sign. I know my North and South node. So mm-hmm. I'll probably go watch like 5 million YouTube videos on those again. But this is like really good stuff to know. DeAndre, so, you just have to listen to your body. You don't have to enroll in someone's school because they heard it on a podcast. If it doesn't feel good, you know what I mean? No, it feels if good. Yeah, <laughs> if you're intrigued, do it. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. people are here always selling something. It's not about oh, that. Yeah. If something resonates inside, trust your body. If it doesn't resonate, trust your body. You know, it's about tapping back into your inner authority and doing what feels good for you. And most of us have no idea what feels good anymore, but we know it doesn't feel good. And when we know it doesn't feel good, that's just as valuable as information. So yes, I'd love to have you enroll in my school, but I, I really just mean if there's a resource that calls to you, follow it, listen to your body and where your body is wanting to go and trust yourself because we're here learning how to do that again as women. That's good food for thought. <laughs> um, <laughs> and also I feel like I needed to hear that message <laughs> because mm-hmm. of some things I have going through my head. And I think that was actually 
a message I need to hear. So thank you for that. This has been a really expansive conversation and I've loved chatting with you um, and learning a lot more about human design and a lot more also about astrology, especially what you mentioned about the rising sign. That's another food for thought as well that I kind of want to sit with and yes. see how that feels for me as well. But is there anything else that you kind of want to add for, for our audience in terms of advice or just like words of wisdom when it comes to human design, when it comes to the deconditioning process, or when it comes to just kind of returning to yourself and like you said, chipping away at some of that marble to reveal your beautiful sculpture? I can't give anybody advice because if I haven't seen their design, it's not mm. the most compassionate thing you that I can do. <laughs> and, and really, you're the authority on you. I'm the authority on me. The person listening is the authority on themselves. And we need to reconnect with that. And if you're looking for a tool to help you do that, this is the tool that can help you do that. If I resonate with you, that's great. If I don't resonate with you, you'll find somebody who will. But you have to learn to trust yourself again. And I can appreciate that we may not know how. Nobody taught me how to trust myself. I don't know how to trust myself. That's a very natural way to feel. So mm -hmm. when we start to reconnect with our bodies, we start to see advice out there that is not for us. And then we stop giving advice to each other because we're not here for that. We're not here to be fixing everything for each other. We're here to have a very unique personal experience. Mm -hmm. So if there's anywhere that someone is feeling called to go, I really only want to encourage them to go and explore that because there's something calling them and they're allowed to, you know, follow that thread. They're allowed to explore where that may lead. So is there advice? No. And I, I'm never going to give advice if I haven't seen the, the person because I think I'm not being the best service that I can be. I really want to celebrate what's unique about an individual. And I try my best not to give blanket statement advice. But even for me, that's how the world has conditioned me. And I'm unlearning how to do that. So even for me, it's a process and I just have to be gentle with myself. Mm -hmm. So the only thing that I would want to leave with is that we can all stand to be a little more gentle with ourselves. We're so hard on ourselves. And we're not here for that. The most loving and compassionate thing we can do for ourselves is to forgive ourselves, be gentle with ourselves, and then keep going by listening to our bodies. Mm, that's a beautiful and empowering statement. I think even though that wasn't advice <laughs> that you were telling, I think it was, and I think it was a good piece of, I mean, I guess not advice. Wisdom, a wisdom a nugget. Wisdom. Yeah. yeah. There we go. A good, a good like gem, a good nugget. Yeah. Because it really is just, I guess, it was very empowering. And I think that a lot of people have just been taught to listen to everyone but themselves. Yes. And a reminder that it really is about what feels good and what's aligned for you is a really good one. And I think that a lot of us need to get back to that place. And it is a really tough place to get back to sometimes, especially if you have been taught not to trust yourself um, or that someone else's wisdom is better for you than your own. So that's why we must be gentle with ourselves. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And thank you again for joining me on this episode. Thanks for having me. I had a blast talking with you and I really appreciate um, that you want to talk about something that can be complex. I know we've never even met in real life, but I feel like we now have a digital relationship, which is why it's so cool to be growing up in this type of paradigm that we're in because we can be in relation to each other in so many new ways now. So thank you for having me on here so that I get to experience and witness your experience as a self-projected projector because you really are the next leaders in this paradigm that we're in. And I appreciate it could be difficult for you to be that leader, but we need you to be it. You have an important message and we need you to share it. Ah, oh, thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to share it with someone you think would enjoy it too. And if you feel called, please feel free to leave me a review of what you think about this podcast. It would make my day and it would help other people discover this podcast, people that really need to hear these words. So until next time, have an amazing day and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Hi, my love. I hope you're enjoying Manifest Daily, whether this is your second or your 22nd episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with our latest episodes. And if you really love this show, I would appreciate it if you could do me a huge favor by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. It really helps the show grow and reach more listeners like yourself. And like I said, I would be super grateful for you to leave that five-star review. Thank you for being here and for being a part of this amazing amazing and growing podcast community. Now let's go ahead and dive into today's episode.